0: 12 ways to overcome the mid campaign doldrums. It has many names the mid campaign slump, doldrums, slog, etc. If you've run a crowdfunding campaign, you know what I'm talking about. Most projects attract backers during the first 48 hours and the last 48 hours. Everything else in between is a major challenge. Yet the middle of the campaign is its heart. Those 20 or so days are often the difference between a mildly successful project and a wildly successful project, both in terms of the quality of the product itself and how appealing it is when thousands of backers receive their final notification. I wrote about the subject in 2014. You can see the original article from the link on the post, but that's a long time ago. So today I'm revisiting the subject with some insights from AEG's John Zinzer, who is currently in the middle of their Kickstarter campaign for Elizabeth Hargrave's new game, Undergrove. Let's start with before the doldrums. First, run a shorter campaign. One way to reduce the doldrums is to run a shorter campaign. I completely understand the value of first time creators running 25 to 30 day campaigns to get their sea legs, but repeat creators can close the gap by running 18 to 24 day campaigns. I think this is particularly viable in an age of pledge managers, as projects continue to attract thousands of pre-order customers after the crowdfunding campaign ends. Two, send review and preview copies if you wait until the campaign begins to find content creators willing to accept your prototype it may be too late some of these reviews and previews can be available before the project launches and on launch day but it's helpful to stagger some of the third-party content to appear in the middle of the campaign last prepare for daily content create a plan in advance for one big thing to reveal showcase or execute every day the types of things discussed below the key here is that you have a plan in advance so you don't end up front loading everything now the heart of this list is during the doldrums themselves. For most of the ideas on this list, I think the key in today's crowdfunding landscape is to use every platform available to you. For example, if you run a poll or ask a silly question, don't just do it in a project update. Also do it on some combination of Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, BoardGameGeek, your company blog, your newsletter, etc. First, ask for and implement feedback. One of the best aspects of crowdfunding uh, isn't the funding, it's the crowd. With a wealth of passionate people at your fingertips and an open mind, you can learn so much about how to refine your project page, improve the stretch goals, add-ons, and other rewards, and enhance the project, the product itself. If you do expand add-on options or improve any top-tier rewards, it's worth informing lower-tier backers of the changes. Kickstarter lets you send messages to all backers at each reward level. Number two, pre-advertised surprises. On his Sleeping Gods Distant Skies campaign, Ryan Lockett planned a few big surprises in advance. Backers knew when they were coming, but didn't know what they were until the final day of the until the, re, the day of the reveal. As a backer myself, I can say I've never clicked on a project update email faster than when those surprise notifications arrived in my inbox. Number three, voting brackets, polls, and surveys. As AEG's John Zinser mentioned to me, people love to vote and rank things. For Undergrove, we recently discovered that the upgraded wood tiles are nearly indestructible. As a running gag, we tried different ways to destroy them and someone suggested that we could make coasters out of them. So we're running brackets to determine which pieces of art will go on a coaster set that will be made from the same wood as the upgraded tiles. These are now an inexpensive add-on for backers who want them. Number four, focus... Focus social media posts on interaction. A rule of thumb for any social media post is that you'll open the door to comments if you ask a question. One of the reasons I asked John for his thoughts on this topic is because I've seen a lot of creative folks from the Undergrove team, like the image shown here, which says, why is this mushroom called the common deceiver? Wrong answers only. Having posts like this geared towards engagement instead of sales is great. Next, send a few updates to newsletter subscribers and backers of previous projects. Again, make sure to spread out these updates as you don't want the same person to get five emails from you on the same day. If you do reach out to backers of past projects, I recommend that only selecting related projects. For example, for a heavy sci-fi game, don't solicit backers from your filler game about kittens. Next, use stretch goals, daily goals and reveals and component highlights. This ties into the plan you created before launching for having something exciting to showcase every day. If you use stretch goals to unlock new content, you can't control how fast the goals are reached, but you can control how and when you spotlight that content, even if it's already unlocked. Next, post third-party playthroughs, reviews, and interviews. Even if your original batch of prototype reviewers have already posted their content, they may want to bolster that content with playthroughs and interviews. If not, you could cover shipping costs for those prototypes to be sent to other content creators. Create live plays, design diaries, and puzzles. There's so much content that you can create without relying on third-party creators. You can live play the game, encouraging viewers to influence decisions. You can post design diaries, telling the story of the game's creation. I uh, I do this for all of our games, using these posts to reveal components and mechanisms. And you can offer puzzles for people to solve. Cardboard Alchemy excels at this. Last, you can run ads promoting success and timelines. Most of this list is comprised of completely free ideas. They require time and energy, but not money. But it's also okay to have a budget for ads, like for social media and banner ads on BoardGameGeek. For these ads, I recommend that they focus on urgency, like when the project will end, and success. Note the funding level, the number of backers, the number of stretch goals unlocked, etc. People want to know what everyone else is excited about before it's too late. John also spoke about the emotional impact that the mid-campaign slump can have on the creator and their team. It's tough to see a project that you put so much love into only attracting a few back- new backers each day, even if the project is already doing quite well thanks to the first 48 hours. He says, quote, we have found that mid-campaign pushes that are fun to, fun to do also invigorate the team who have worked long hours, long hard hours to get to the campaign and by mid-campaign have a bit of battery drain happening. After over a year of hard work, meetings about things that are not super stressful and just creative to interact with are a bonus for everyone. This post is also a great reminder for me to implement more of these methods whenever I reveal a new product, as they still apply to our current method, which is make a game, reveal it over one to two weeks, then launch and ship it a few weeks later. I appreciate John adding his thoughts in the context of Undergrove, and I'd also love to hear your thoughts about overcoming the mid-campaign slump. What have you done as a creator or seen projects do during that time to entice you to back them.